big announcement in that the Breaking Strength Podcast now has its first sponsor. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to athletics programs around the country. Whether you write your own programs or want a resource for new training programs, Team Builder can make your weight room more efficient, more accountable, and smarter when it comes to measuring your athlete's effort in the weight room. Visit their website and start a 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com. Right now, Team Builder is also offering a 10-week spread offense tempo training program. Just use promo code SPREAD, S-P-R-E-A-D, when you start your free trial. So, I got a couple guys on the phone with me today. Uh, all of them are some interesting cats, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is going to be technically episode two. For those of you who noticed that there's not an episode one, it's because Joe Williams, who we're now calling Jay-Z, fucked it up on the first one. <laughs> so, just as a heads up to all you listeners out there. Uh, but today, we're just going to cover some uh, training topics and uh, just kind of give you guys an understanding of who we are. But before we do that, we got to introduce everybody. So since this is basically the first episode, I'm going to introduce myself first, and then uh, we'll go from there. But here's what I want, guys. You can't just introduce yourself. We're going to give our names, right, where we're working with. If you want to throw in the teams you're working with, that's cool. But then you also have to give what your prison name would be. All right? Mine's so easy. I know, right? We've been giving it to you. Uh, yeah. But so I'm going to start off. So Lance Louth, I'm the head strength conditioning coach at Walsh University, which basically means I'm the only guy on staff, so I gave myself a pretty title. Uh, I work with uh, all the teams except for our track team, our baseball team. Um, if I had to have a prison name, more than likely it'd be something like the Kraut or the German. But if I could choose my own, it'd be El Chupacabre. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah. That's that all right. Makes, that makes so two of us. to keep this too from getting too confused, we're gonna have Jay Z introduce himself first, then Garrett, and then Chwansky. All right. So I'm. He's already alluded to my prison name, so everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, easy one, right there, right? But I'm Joe Williams. I'm a graduate assistant at Eastern Michigan uh, University. I work with the football team. Uh, I do the rowing team and cheer dance team. Short, sweet, to the point introduction. I like it. Next. Uh, my name's Garrett. I work with women's rugby, men's and women's golf, men's and women's tennis, and then I consult with our men's rugby team. Uh, prison name, I'd have to kill somebody on the first day. That's the only way I'm surviving. That's not a It's not a prison name, but like we're just going to have to go from there. So I guess okay. Killer. So look, if he if he doesn't have a prison name, it would be Gare Bear, hundred <laughs> percent. He'd be the one walking shit. around holding people's pockets and shit. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, I'd have to man. kill somebody on the first day, or I'm dying on the first day. It's one of the two. It's like eat or be eaten. I'm gonna, if I were a betting man, I'd say the latter. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree with that. It's an easy bet. <laughs> Joe, uh, yeah, I'm Joe. Ch- All right, awesome. Uh, Joe Chwanski, uh, assistant strength conditioning coach at the University of Arkansas. 
uh, working with women's soccer and men's golf, and then assisting with uh, other sports kind of as needed. Uh, if I had to pick a prison name, I don't know, something like Joey Jr. or something that has some kind of Italian uh, connotation to it. That's kind of like my little uh, stick here at uh, stick here at uh, Arkansas is, uh, you know, being being that. So I'll go with that one, I guess. Okay. I like it. Creative. So, guys, before we jump in on the whole training thing, I want to talk to you guys about pen and paper strength app. Oh, great app. All right. Okay. So, obviously, Squattober's tomorrow. Uh, and the actual workout's being released today. But there's something that I noticed a lot on social media this year, I thought anyway, from the guys that I'm following. Um, and that's I see a lot of guys doing like pen and paper uh, workouts, right? Like they bought the program, stuff like that. And this is in no way judging those guys, like to each his own. But I want to talk about how we all feel about something like that because I feel I'm kind of torn between it because, one, I think it's it's a cool service, like, I like doing some of their stuff that they release, especially like on, uh, you know, like holidays. If I have like an extra training day, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Like I'm just going to pull up pen and paper be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit this real quick. But at the same time, like I feel like as strength coaches, we should be programming our own shit and not paying somebody else to do that for us. My opinion. Um, but like I said, I understand the, the draw to it because you could add some like fun factor to it. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to get everybody else's take on it, what you guys thought. Is it okay to not be a real OG and make your own workouts? Absolutely, it's fine. <laughs> you want to yeah, go into more yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> depends on the situation <laughs> that you're in. Like, it, I mean, sometimes, you, especially being in a GA spot, if you're coming in, like you may have to take in a lot of what the your your head's doing and modify it to your own or you may just have to rip your head's program for the first month or two until you get your bearings and to go off that everything in this industry is kind of stolen from other people anyway like if you're going to do a triphasic program i mean it may not be exactly what's said in the book but i mean you're still stealing the concepts from them so if you steal i mean if you buy the program and how we use it at eastern is I take the injured guys in during practice because that's their quote practice and we have five or six of their programs and that's what we do with them. I mean, it's really easy because um, one guy might have a lower leg injury or a leg injury. One guy might have a shoulder and there's different programs, different workouts in there for those guys. So it makes it really easy, especially since I don't always get the full uh, injury reports. It makes it easy on me. And then yeah. I mean, and, and at that point, it's just serving as a point to uh, serve as a practice instead. So they're not just standing there the whole time. So there's no like, oh, it's got to be periodized through this and this and this. It's like they're only going to be in there, most of them, for a week or two, and then they're going to be right back out on the field getting ready to play a game. Now if somebody had tore their ACL in camp, we're going to put them on a little something more scientific-based and actually get some really good results from it. But short-term injuries, we're just going to give them a pen and paper strength app Cause it's like they're gonna fluff and buff. Yeah, they're gonna come in. They're gonna enjoy themselves. It's gonna be a hard workout, especially when we're doing Pump City and it's eight sets of bench. So they're gonna like it. They're gonna be sore, and everybody's coach is gonna be happy, and then we're good. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see any issue with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to Joe's point, like you said, there's only 
uh, a few innovators or pioneers with a certain thing. And, um, you know, you have to take what's going to work for your situation, your athletes, your facility, um, and kind of mold it into, you know, your program, your philosophy. Uh, if you find another source of, you know, creativity or seeing a different way someone did it, uh, I don't see an issue with that. Um, I mean, you have that option. But, um, you know, I like in my own personal programming, it's, it gets to a point where it's hard for me to find stuff for me to, to write for myself. Um, you know, because I stick to, got kind of in the groove of just doing what I was good at. So for me, it was, all right, what can, what am I, what are my bad lifts or what do I need to focus on more? Um, what kind of program? So if somebody else had something written, I can take that. I think I'd be better off. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a great thing. Like, I love it. I, I love all the shit they post on Instagram. Uh, I do the workouts too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get everybody else's thoughts on it. Um, so guys, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this talk and training. Uh, and just want to talk about like what kind of stuff are we doing right now with our teams and our athletes that we're working with. Um, and then eventually we'll get into some of the stuff we want to try out on them. But, uh, for now, let's just start off. I'll Garrett, why don't you lead us off? Tell us what you're doing with your, uh, ladies and other teams you're working with and we'll go from there. Um, yeah, so right now it's kind of coming from a small facility, small background. With golf, it's essentially movement-based EDT training, uh, endurance density training. I really just have access to bands, some plates, and half a volleyball net in a half hour. So that's we meet twice a week, uh, 6.30 to 7. That's what I'm doing with them. Tennis. Uh, we're like an intro block, just basic squat, hinge, lunge, little pressing, not a whole lot. Maybe, actually I ripped out pressing this week. Um, we're talking like uh, bench, we're talking like push-ups to a bench. So I ended up taking the pressing out all completely. Uh, with the rugby girls, I'm doing a modified 5-3-1. Then with consulting with men's rugby, they're looking to go more of a, a triphasic, and I'm just helping them out navigate the waters through in-season programming. <clears throat> Excuse me, in-season programming, and um, going from there again, helping them move up into the world because they just moved up from a club sport to a signature sport. And you were just telling me prior to recording that the uh, the girls are after you, huh? Witch hunt. Yeah. Yeah, they're on a wish hunt right now. Um, this past game, it was one of the hardest games that they had all year. It was the most in highest intensity game that they had. Uh, they literally ran and were just bone crushing hits. Just massive hits throughout 480 minutes straight. Uh, after the game said and done, about you know the adrenaline wore off. All of a sudden, everyone's complaining about groin and hip flexor issues. Yeah. And they're blaming me because I pin squat them. I'm the only strength coach here that pin squats. Uh, arguably, I do have to take responsibility for that, those injuries. At the same time, it's like they also ran for four and a half hours the day before in practice. Yeah. And had extra conditioning the day before. Is it really because we squat? We squat to pins, or is it just because we're too anteriorly dominant? And I was trying to do too much with uh, RDL complexes and moving into RDLs and to try and get speed power because none of the girls showed up in shape. No one did their summer programs. Like, yeah. there's, when I say no one, there was probably very few girls <clears throat> who actually trained over the summer. 
and the few girls that did train over the summer were coming into a brand new program and they weren't ready to go for two practices a day plus lift. Yeah. Um, so right now, the coach really haven't really talked to coach too in depth about it, but she's not calling me up or anything because she would. She would call I'd, if she thought it was me. She'd call me up right away. I uh, talked to the athletic trainer about it. We were switched talking about moving, elevating the pins or ripping out pin squat altogether and just having them deadlift. Uh, literally this past week, we decided to wait them go this past week and take care of it the following week with a new block. Um, we're also doing a lot of glute and ab work because a lot of the girls are either walk-ons or true freshmen playing at a very high level. And their glutes, abs, and shoulders are just aren't in shape. So maybe you have to like tone that down. The run mechanics are mediocre at best for, for a lot of them. Uh, they're coming from raw, pure, either pure, true freshmen straight from high school. And sure, they played rugby. Some of them have played probably at a high level, but I'm not sure of what their coaching has been as far as strength and conditioning. I'm not a track coach. I know the basics for running mechanics. Yep. Um, so we'll see. I'm going, I'm going to be, it's actually nice that we're talking here to kind of get your guys' input on it. And then we're going to have a meeting with the athletic trainer Monday morning after they have treatment today. If we're, man, they have um, highly recommended reporting, training, uh, reporting today with recovery. And then they also have treatments tomorrow morning. And then her and I are just going to sit down and hash things out. Well, that's, that's, I feel like that's kind of shitty, too, because there's just so many circumstances, like other things going on behind the scenes that could affect that. Yeah, I mean, like, when they came into camp, um, there were really, there was a lot of pressure placed on me to test their squat. I ended up saying, yes, sure, I'll test, yes, I'll test their squat but didn't actually test their squat. They got weight on their back and we didn't test, didn't test it. Coach was okay with me making that call on my own. Um, her and I have a pretty good relationship. And then the girls were getting on me about not pushing them in their squat, not pushing their weights. And of course I pushed them this past week. It was like a nice three little three week wave at the end, 95%, trying to hit that for max reps. If you hit 10, just immediately stop. And, um, you know, just kind of a lot of things I think went south and it was a perfect storm for things. And it might be just go back to that drawing board. We just work on basic mechanics for the time that I have them. Yeah. So. Josie, what about you? Uh, yeah, so with soccer, uh, it's my main responsibility right now. Um, given that they're in season, lifting-wise isn't uh, – I only see them one day a week in the weight room. So uh, with that, it's kind of a modified 5-3-1, um, depending on how they feel. If, uh, you know, goblet squats, you know, our main lift, um, girls have the option to either come in on Monday or Tuesday. So Monday is technically an off, you know, it's an off day as far as training goes, what we call practice. Um, but a lot of girls do like to come in Monday, the day after a game, um, get a lift in. So if it's a girl that's, uh, you know, playing a ton of minutes, starter, some, some played 90, we can just uh, get them on the power plate. Uh, or even some body weight variations. I'm not trying to beat them up the day after. More about just the movement. And for them, it's almost recovery. Um, but, you know, with that said, we'll still hit some glute work, um, some, some midsection work, some rows, anti-rotation, that kind of stuff. Um, for, the girl, for the girls that aren't playing as much, 
and you know I'm okay to load them a little more. Um, you know the volume's still not high, so I still want them fresh for for training. And you know should they get into matches, um, you know for them to make an impact as well. But those girls can load it up a little bit more, um, have slightly higher volume. But um, for me, you know the end season, it's keeping the volume low. We can still um, push away a little bit on some of the movements, but um, it's more about keeping them fresh. So you know we'll end every session with whether band stretch or um, partner led stretch. Um, foam rolling, whatever they, whatever they um, feel best from. And then we'll, we have a, a second day, we call it like a field lift, just kind of at the field. It's uh, day after match, so if we play Thursday, it'll be Friday after our training. Uh, it's a glorified, um, like, cool down, kind of warm-up thing, mm-hmm. but uh, mostly just some upper body stuff on that day, we can hit that again, but um, lower body mobility work, uh, some more, some more um, band work, you know, clamshells, that kind of thing. Um, so it's nothing too crazy. Um, so it's basically one and a half days of, of training, so to speak. But the majority of my work with them is actually uh, at the field. I think some days I spend more time at the field than I am in the weight yeah. room. Um, just, you know, as far as the, the warm-up stuff goes. And then, uh, you know, tracking the, the GPS data and, you know, collecting that, interpreting that, uh, making the reports for coaches and then recommendations based on that, you know, to help them with their practice plans, especially, you know, a day or two before a match. Okay, who needs what? Um, where are we at? So just kind of, um, you know, looking at those acute to chronic um, ratios and trying to monitor that as best we can, you know, because with 31 girls, uh, we don't track our keepers, so, um, you know, minus four, but, um, you know, 20-some girls, um, it, they're, at different, they're at different spots, so it's not a, a cookie-cutter, um, you know, one-size-fits-all kind of thing. So uh, making sure the girls that aren't playing are still getting enough distance, uh, whether it be the day before or day after a match, um, you know, looking at their high-intensity sprints as well. So that's where a lot of my time and energy has, has gone is to the GPS uh, data, getting those reports to coaches, and then, uh, you know, helping them with their practice plans. But, um, you know, and then consulting with them on the warm-ups, um, trying to make it uh, a little more um, advanced, so to speak. I guess it's kind of like nine stations that we're trying to do is where it's like three is technically just like dynamic warm-up kind of stuff. Three is what we're calling injury prevention. So it might just be um, some light band work, just kind of monster walks, clamshell, something like that. Um, some single leg balance, so we can progress that to eyes closed or um, catching a ball, volleying a ball. Um, you know, just some single leg work there, some glute work, and then um, three technical stations. So um, a, lot of, a lot of work down at the field, not so much uh, in the weight room with them, but um, with men's golf, uh, how those guys three days a week right now. Um, and even though it's technically their off season, uh, we are in a bunch of tournaments right now. So I actually didn't, I didn't see the guys until I think the third or fourth week of the semester because they were they had two back to back tournaments, and coach didn't want them beat up, you know, rightfully so. We're in some pretty tough uh, in some tournaments with some tough competition. Uh, I think the one like of the eight teams, six from the top twenty five or something like that. So uh, we you know want to compete, want to have a good fall as well. Um, we have another tournament this weekend we just finished up and then I think one more after that and we can uh, kind of ramp it up a little bit but with those guys just basically got through testing we did some of the the TPI stuff uh, from a like movement screen standpoint and then some of the, the strength assessments just kind of seeing where they're at what they need and then you know once they're done start to build some more capacity and then uh, progress those lifts but so far so good yeah I'm actually uh, kind of in the same boat uh, as you are with soccer so um, our men's soccer doesn't come in at all Women's soccer does, but they're technically two days a week. They come in uh, Tuesday and Friday. Our Tuesday, we actually are styling off of uh, 
oh crap, how Darcy Norman does it over at Roma. So basically you have like your main lift for, so it's basically a giant, well not giant circuit, multiple circuits built up into one workout. I do it consisting of three lifts. So like you have your main lift and then you have a mobility and a mobility. And you'll go through like three, four sets, right? And then you go on to the next lift with two more mobilities. And they have, I think it's like a total of 10 of those right now. And that's what we're doing. And then on our Fridays, we're either hitting a roll and a stretch or we're doing some yoga stuff. Mm. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah, I like that approach too. And just kind of intuitively, that's what I, I I'd like, you know, like to see your stuff and, um, you know, reference what Roma did. Um, just kind of intuitively, that's what I did as well. Yeah. Like with the squat, it was all right, ankle, paired with ankle mobility and then whether it be hip circles um, or just some other hip mobility exercise there. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. Jay-Z, what are you guys doing over there? Keeping it real simple. Um, <laughs> so cheer and dance. So last year I had them and literally half of them quit. Ooh. So which means I have half of the team is brand new. Nice. So they come in two days a week and both days are total body. It's essentially push-pull, push-pull, uh, lower body, obviously an upper body. And then... Um, it's weird because there's a kid on one of the guys on the team, he can squat four Oh five for eight reps. Nice. And then there's, uh, the, the freshman girl who can't put a bar on her back and squat without, um, her knees caving in and all that stuff. So it's, it's weird. Like, well, the first, we just finished our first block, had him doing goblet squats with a six second eccentric to really, uh, pattern that the squat pattern and so they could feel i like eccentrics because not from like a triphasic aspect i do like that but from a movement pattern like they can feel the coaching cues with yeah. that time under tension going down they can feel their knees coming in and then i say knees out and then they can and then they do it and then they can feel where their knees are supposed to be so i really like that um so we're gonna try to put a bar on their back uh, this next coming phase, and I'm gonna tell them like, "Hey, if it's not working out well, we're going right back to goblet squat or something else until we get it right." Yeah, because I'm not gonna put a bar on somebody's back and then have them hurt their back or something because of it. Um, in terms of rowing, they come in three days a week. It's total body. We do. Um, they have so Monday is like a hand clean day. I only do cleans with them because their head coach loves cleans. He thinks it mimics the rowing motion, even though it's pulling straight up and rowing is completely horizontal. So yep. whatever, <laughs> but like on in their erg room, he's he's got we're they're in the CAA conference. Every other team is in uh, Eastern is in the MAC, and it's like how we will win the CAA championships. Number one, if everybody cleans 100 pounds, like that's how important he thinks cleans are. So I'm like, all right, we'll do them whatever. So Monday's a clean day, and then we'll do push-pull, push-pull afterwards. Tuesday is a bench day, just because I like to bench, and put or push-pull, uh, push-pull after that. And then Thursday is uh, squat day, so squat, and then push-pull, push-pull. And then with the other things, just trying to get a lot of uh, single arm, single leg stuff. It's crazy how imbalanced rowers are, especially when uh, they've, they've been there for three years and they've only rowed on one side of the boat. Yep. It's it's absolutely insane. I didn't really think about that whenever I first got here. It's one of the first things I learned. You go around and watch somebody squat, and their hips shift directly down towards the right. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, mm -hmm. okay. So we're doing a lot of uh, 
rear foot elevated split squats, single leg glute bridges, dumbbell work on the upper body. Um, the only time they barbell bench is on Tuesday. Any like the main exercise, the only, really the only barbell work we're doing, unless it's like a hip thrust or a glute bridge with a barbell. But and then we do that's like what you were just saying with the Darcy Norman style. I didn't know that that's how he did it, but we do like the main movement. There's nothing in between sets, no supersets, and then it's like if we're doing an incline bench press, there'd be like some sort of corrective and then a mobility afterwards. Yeah. So trying to keep it simple get some basic strength gains and none of them did their summer workout packet so i really don't want to write them one this year since nobody did it but i'll have to because i'll be leaving and then the new ga that's taking my spot won't know what to do so yeah i know you're feeling i i don't want to rewrite rewrite summer workouts because i know no one's going to do it yep absolutely nobody i had i had one kid do it like exactly what they were supposed to and she was a volleyball player and she was the only one to do Mm -hmm. it of all my athletes. Mm-hmm. The only ones that did anything were the girls that stayed around in the summer that came to weights over the summer. Those are the only ones yeah. that did anything. Everybody else, it was just a waste of paper and waste of my time writing that summer program. Oh, amen. Uh, I definitely like what you were saying about the using the eccentrics for like a movement pattern sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You can ask Gary. I'm not a big uh, progressions guy. Yeah. Like I, I think it's kind of a waste of time sometimes. But one thing I actually have started doing, and I'm going to use this as my little segue into what I'm doing with my teams, um, has starting off with box squat first. So really? usually I'd use box squat like, okay, once we get our back squat down, we'd probably move into a box squat. But I'm doing, I found out just so many kids can't find like parallel. So hey, guess what? You have to sit down on the box. You're going to find it. I'm you stealing can't miss that. It. I haven't made yeah. the cards for cheer tomorrow. I'm, we're, there, we're box squat. <laughs> hey, I, we're not completely done with it yet, but I'm, I'm seeing some good things from it, I think. Hey, um, that's actually sorry to cut you off. That's actually a big help on my end because that's the pin squats essentially the same thing as a box. We yeah. just don't have we really don't have boxes available, and uh, my head's not a fan of box squat. He thinks it puts too much pressure on the lower back. Uh, so that's where we compromise on the on the pins. That's great to hear you guys are doing it. It's not just me. I know I'm not just not the only person out there. Just things need to be tweaked. Yeah. No, I use it. Well, I use it for two reasons. So one, like I was saying, using it as that progression. But then, too, like just variation because all I have legitimately are just bars. Yeah. That's the only thing that we have in our little weight room. So it's like I can't just have kids squat every single day. Like they're going to get bored with it. We got to mix it up, throw in a bench, let them uh, box squat, right? We have a couple trap bars. We'll have them trap bar deadlift every now and then. Um, I don't know why I keep saying we because I'm the only guy there. I, found, I sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, it makes you sound more important. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, I do have a intern, guys, so. Hey, life is good oh yeah so you post in his lessons do you when you yeah. do box squat do you do like a west side box squat or just squat to a box okay well i guess define what your de- definition of a west side box squat is so the west side box squat it's the really wide stance okay they sit back they try to have shins vertical on the box yeah and then they kind of relax and then stand up yeah so no i don't go to that extreme okay. i my biggest I figured you didn't, but I also wanted to clarify. Yeah, no, so I, I keep them in the same uh, stance, but I really do overemphasize the hinge. And, like, I want them reaching yeah, back yeah. as far as they possibly can. For just sure. to get that movement pattern down because there's so many kids who just can't hip hinge. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. That's exactly the way I was teaching as well. Sorry no, to jump in. Good. That's, that's exactly the way I was teaching as well. Hip hinge, especially, especially girls. Hip hinge needs yeah. it out, flat back. Yes. Like... Just basic stuff. 
Yeah. And if, and if getting depth is your issue too, that, I mean, that forces you to get down there because yeah, exactly. until you get to the box, you're not, not as low as we need you. So, yeah. Um, and then gratification there. Yeah. And the, the other stuff that I'm doing. So basically I think I told some of you guys this before, but I, uh, started doing a, a four year, like LTAD progression sort of thing. So if you're a first year kid, you're coming in, you're doing one by 20 program. Uh, and that's, yeah pretty strict one by 20 I guess you could say um, then you move up to uh, two sets of different reps like I start them off at like 12 two sets of 12 and then they go down from there throughout the different blocks right uh, and then if you're a junior or if you're meet certain like strength levels you're getting at least three sets and then the seniors and those kids that are like super strong they're doing four plus sets doing a lot lower rep range depending on how you are as a athlete maybe we're doing more explosive stuff versus doing like strength stuff for like some of the younger kids um and that's something i really like and i know i've heard some stuff from some of the kids who are like dude that's awesome because why should a freshman be doing what i'm doing sort of thing so that's cool to know that some of the athletes like that um trying to think I, I told you about uh women's soccer already and then the only other really challenging team that i have is uh my men's and women's tennis team because Probably 90% of them are all foreigners who've never yeah. touched the weight before in their life. So we have a handful of Brazilians, a couple Germans, um, Austrians, a uh, couple Spaniards. and So that's a lot of fun working with them and trying to get them, one, to understand what I'm saying. Uh, and then, two, uh, get them to do the movements that they didn't even know existed. So... Tell the tennis coach to start go recruiting in Germany, and you'll be. That's good. what he's doing. Oh, he'd be they they actually had like their number one recruit. Like his dad played, uh, and at one point in time was number one in the world for oh, just like shit. a little bit, like not like a long time. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there's some kind of like family issues going on or something to where he might end up coming over here despite his dad not wanting him to. I don't know. It'd be cool. Like it's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of weird because like with the men's team, we have. Uh, two German guys, but they talk to me more in German than what the uh, women will for whatever reason. Interesting. And so I have, yeah, I have those two. So I'm like coaching them up in German, and then I got the handful of Americans that are on the team who are talking to in English. And then I got the Brazilians who are like talking in their broken English, right? <laughs> and so like I'm trying to like break it down to like as super simplified English as I possibly can. Uh, it's a headache sometimes, but it's a lot of fun. They're good guys. I bet it is a headache. Yeah. Um. What about uh, stuff that you guys are doing just like personally, whether it's uh, something that you read about, you're like, oh, I want to try that, or if it's just what you've been doing now, what do you guys got going for yourselves? Don't say pen and paper. <laughs> Unless you're st- starting Squattober tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm doing Squattober, but I'm not following their plan, and I'm doing like a modified Squattober where I'm just incorporating a squat every day that I'm training. Okay. So like maybe it'll just be like a goblet squat per workout or, you know, maybe on like my sprint days, I'll do like a potentiating set on back squat or maybe I'll just do some body weight squats for a warm up. But every day there will be a squat involved. Body weight squats yeah. don't count. They do, motherfucker. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do. Warm ups. What do you guys got going? I just went, actually, uh, as of like three weeks ago, went back to one by 20. Uh, for me, it was more yeah. a matter of just having time to train. 
Uh, I know that kind of sounds like an excuse, uh, but just some days, you know, I, I think I'll have an hour or two blocked to train and then something comes up. Uh, i got to run back down to the field or have something, you know, something to do. So uh, with the one by 20, it's, you know, put in 10 movements, just go upper body, lower body, just alternating there. And uh, I can usually get done in, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. So for me, that, that's a way just to go to train more consistently uh, and not have to push something back a day or, you know, unfortunately skip something, uh, especially with travel too. I mean, with Sunday matches, if we leave Saturday and we'll train that night, Sunday, have the meal and um, obviously the, the warm up and stuff for the game. So that just makes it tougher too with uh, logistically with traveling. So I uh, went back to one by 20. Nice, nice. Gary, what you got going on? We know you're into some freakish stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you cheating on me? It's kind of just like, EDT plate circuit, um, real quick, getting out half hour. Wait, so tell me what your uh, EDT is. Like, because when I hear EDT, I think um, escalating density. That's not what you call it. What is it? It would be endurance density training. Yeah, so what exactly are you doing? Map that out for me, would you? Um, so I'll do, like, a pl- so I, like, I have a plate similar to what I do with the golfers. Um, so I hit a squat, rot his sprint, come back. Do some type of ab for recovery. Maybe take a couple seconds off if I need. Might need to take, catch my breath. Do another extra. Do like a, a RDL. Just pattern the hip yeah. hinge, sprint. Like uh, come back. Do do an ab. Maybe get a couple, a couple more time off. A couple seconds. If so I it's not it, like then. escalating density then. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I mean, like, I just wanted. I was just confusing am I, am I using the, the wrong? Word? Am I using the wrong name there? Should I just call that like aerobic? Like fit aerobic movement pattern, I guess it would Bro, essentially just call be it, it. Just call it the Gare Bear system. You know what? I, <laughs> I should just, just call that it shit. GBS. Honestly, because that's essentially what it is. I just gotta own the Gare Bear. I just gotta take that's ownership right. for it. Yeah, man. <laughs> can we start that Patting intro? That shit. Where, should we start? Can we restart the intro where I go? Uh, my prison name would be Gare Bear. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can do that. We'll go back. Okay. And if I remember right, right I think Lance kind of gave that to you because you didn't. He yeah. did. You did kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to get out of it. I was trying not not to admit my uh, my true name there. I was trying to sidewide, like sidestep it, and uh, just it wasn't allowed. I should have known better. Should have known better. <laughs> uh, I'm doing conjugate right now. Um, okay. I'm a big fan of powerlifting. Oh, we know. Uh, so I'm doing that. We act, we just got so we ordered a transformer bar in early August. And it came in on Wednesday. Do you guys know what the transformer bar is? No. What the hell is that? No. Okay. So no, uh, really Chris Duffin. Yeah. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Okay. So he's strong as hell. He made this bar. It's a transformer bar. It sits on your back like a safety squat bar. But okay. you can adjust it so you can change the lever arm and how far like the bar that actually holds the weight and put it in different settings. And you can make it like a back squat, a front squat. Kettlebell, like goblet squat, cambered squat bar, uh, safety squat bar, everything. So and it's like it comes with like a little chart and it tells you what settings to put on it. I put it on the cambered squat bar setting on Friday, and holy shit, I had never felt more unstable in my entire life while doing (laughs) heavy squats. It was awesome. But that bar, I we're a huge fan of that bar because. Um, it's so versatile and it's like cost wise, like a safety squat bar from Sorenex costs like 500 bucks or something like that. This was like 600 bucks, but it can do so much more than just safety squat bar. So, yeah. which is pretty sweet. Um, so I don't know. Hey, I got some budget left over. I might have to look into that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm actually lo- looking that up right now. It actually looks pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's kind of hard to it's it's hard to switch. Like you couldn't do like you couldn't have one guy if you do everybody at your rack. You couldn't have like one guy doing a safety squat bar setting and one guy doing yeah. a back squat because it does take a, a, some time to change. But if you're one day you want back squat. One day you want safety squat bar, yeah, you can change all of them at your rack to that pr- pretty easily for the whole workout. And then the only thing you would need is just a regular barbell to bench. So, yeah, nice. It's pretty sweet. Cool, man. Yeah, you doing anything else or just that? Uh, just that. Trying to get back into doing some more sprinting stuff. Uh, hurt my groin back in the summer, and I've kind of lost track okay. of that now that can't because camp started and now. Class yeah. has started and it's season, so but I'm gonna stop making excuses and just get back on that train here soon. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, what I got going, I'm doing. I think I was telling, was I telling you, Jay Z, about this, doing like Maybe. a biweekly uh, in season, yes, maintenance yes. phase that I'm I'm playing around with, and it's kind of based off of um, Milad Jovanovic's uh, agile periodization. I'm I'm almost 100% certain that I understand agile periodization the way he explains, but we'll see. But basically, so I have um, well, God, it's kind of a long explanation because I'm I'm tying it into what I plan on do doing with uh, my men's lacrosse team come springtime when they actually get in season. But basically, I have this other thing, uh, this other idea that I'm playing around with called the three to five program, where you know based on how you feel for that day, you're either doing three exercises or you're doing up to five exercises. Right, and then how you feel also dictates um, number of sets and reps you're doing. Then I'm using like the NL system with it as well. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. Um, so I have my five exercises which I basically made. So I have whatever my main lower body is. You know, uh, a lower body pull, um, upper body push, upper body pull. Garrett, we won't argue about this. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and then some kind of core movement. And so I basically do that one week at 80 to 85%. And then the next week I do the same thing, but I bump it up to 90, 95, maybe even close to like 100. And then for that next set of two weeks, I switch to completely different exercises, keeping with that same thing. And then I'll bounce back after that, that fourth week back to the first two weeks of training. And I just keep bouncing back and forth between those two. And like the whole idea behind it is kind of one to see more gradual period or gradual God periodization progression from it, right? Strength wise, uh, but then also hopefully by not um, giving more various exercises, like guys won't get as sore from it. And I can definitely admit, like this is the end of week four for me, uh, and I just maxed out on uh, what did I max out on, man? Front squats. Uh, pin pulls, bench press, well, single board bench, and I haven't felt sore all week, and I feel great. I don't know if there's anything actually to it or if it's just me being me. I don't know, but I actually feel pretty darn good with it. So that's what I've been doing, and then on my uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, I do uh, different kinds of sprint work that I'm playing around with, wicket drills, stuff like that. So you weren't just coming back from an elbow 10 nights too? Or you had something like that over the summer? It. It went away and then it's back and I just said fuck it. It's just tendonitis until it's like, yeah, and until it like really starts hurting to the point where like I can't brush my teeth in the morning, then I'll get it taken care of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I, I don't feel too bad. But yeah. Uh, 
so what do we got going? What are some things that you guys are looking into either for yourself to play around with or for your teams coming in? Uh, it's like your new blocks and stuff that you're going to try to start implementing. Anything new, even like recovery stuff, nutrition stuff, anything like that. Yeah, the fact that you mentioned the, the nutrition, the recovery, I think that's kind of the avenue I'm going down, especially with soccer. Um, you know, granted that I'm not seeing them a whole lot, so it's not like there's a huge periodization scheme or anything that's um, too complex with them um, from that standpoint. But it's, you know, the education on recovery, and we talked to them about sleep. Um, we're lucky to have uh, a dietitian dedica dedicated to our team with um, an awesome facility for, uh, you know, training table. Uh, we just recently got smoothies down at the field. Well, we've had it, but, um, you know, to have our dietitian down there making smoothies, so I'm helping with that, um, coordinating that stuff and getting, uh, you know, bars and um, whatever else we need down there, shakes, uh, snacks for the girls, to have at the field for after training, after matches. So that's kind of the route I'm going with them, uh, you know, on top of the, the data, you know, collection, the GPS stuff, really diving into the research and figuring out, okay, what else – what should I be looking at? Uh, how can we make it actionable? Because there's hundreds of metrics and, you know, we look at a select few, but um, trying to consider if we're looking at all the right stuff and does coach want to see something else? How can we best um, provide, you know, that information to give it to the coaches for a practice plan? So kind of along that side of it, uh, more the recovery, more the, the management, you know, load management, um, athlete monitoring kind of stuff than it is uh, the training. But, um, with the, the golf guys, just recently got into the, the TPI testing. Um, Whitney on our staff, um, you know, really um, walked me through that whole process. I've been familiar with it, but to see it hands-on and logistically to, to go through that testing, it actually takes a, a pretty long time. So um, trying to get through that pretty efficiently and, um, you know, keep those guys safe as they're playing as well. So That's actually interesting to bring up, like, the whole nutritional thing. Um, so Garrett knows we use Team Builder over here at Walsh. Uh, and I didn't realize that you could like upload documents and stuff. And we don't have a nutritionist. And my athletes are absolutely spoiled now because they have like 10 or 15 different documents about like different nutritional stuff that they can literally pull up at any point in time that'll help like guide them through like life choices and stuff. Well, but I don't go. think any of them could give a fuck. To be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's a shame because it's overlooked. I mean, we focus on the, the training, but the recovery piece, the nutrition yeah. piece, even, you know, hydration just gets overlooked. And, uh, what, you know, what's the saying? You cannot train bad nutrition. Yep. So just trying to find ways that, uh, you know, we have the nutritionists come down, you know, sports psychologists come down, um, academic advisors. I mean, it's all, it's, it's comprehensive and it's awesome to have, you know, those resources and those, those people be a part of our program and um, collaborate together. But until the girls actually, or guys for that matter, whoever it is, um, take that to heart and use that information, it, it doesn't mean anything. So trying to find ways that, uh, you know, and ask them questions like, what do you prefer? Would you like this over that? Um, yeah. And give them some input too, because it ultimately it's it's their training, it's their their sport, their success. So trying to find ways to implement stuff that'll be um, that they'll that they'll use, and then do consistently. Yeah, uh, I will say I'm a little jealous too, Joe, because uh, one, I'm a soccer guy, obviously. So you get to like have that <laughs> wait, much in wait, depth with soccer I team. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so you having that much in depth with soccer team kind of makes me a little jealous. But then even more, like I'm one of those. Uh, I don't know, I guess you call it like a sports science nerd. So, like, I love all that, like, that GPS stuff, but I haven't touched the GPS system since IU, so. Yeah, dude, and uh, full full transparency, man, I didn't have um, experience with that stuff until I got here. Um, yeah. You know, I was kind of familiar with the research behind it and what to look at, but as far as right. work, working with the software and 
um, you know, the hardware and that kind of troubleshooting, that kind of stuff. I didn't have that exposure, that experience. Um, but luckily, you know, did my research. So uh, I would like to think I hit the ground running once we yeah. once we got going because that transition was pretty crazy. Um, got the call uh, on a Monday, uh, yeah, Monday night after like after dinner, <laughs> saying that I got the job. And then was uh, planning on getting here Wednesday. It was like the anticipated first day. A few minutes later, I get a call from the soccer coach saying, hey, can you get here tomorrow night for the, the team dinner? Like we did like a little cooking competition at yeah. the coach's house. I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> I, I was only uh, two hours or so from Tulsa, but um, packed up my stuff, crashed at coach's house for a little while, and um, just had clothes all over, staying there, stayed at a, um, a buddy's house, co-worker's house. So, um it was an interesting ride, and you know, going right into preseason day one. So uh, it was fun, man. Yeah. Anybody else got any new stuff they're planning? No. They like. No. Hey, be honest, me, I like it. And so you guys are talking all about recovery and stuff. We don't like. I asked them at the end of the workout. It's like, okay, how many of you guys got eight hours of sleep last night? Because I noticed a lot of them missing reps on their last couple sets, and. Uh, about a third of them raised their hand, and I'm like, okay, this is a problem. Like, you guys need to manage your time, get your homework done, not do homework for five minutes, then play on your phone for ten, get your homework done, and get to bed. You guys are probably some of the busiest athletes on campus because almost five days a week they have either a practice in weights uh, in two different sessions or uh, two practices every single day. So they need sleep, and it's like, why should I allow them to, why should I take time away to have them foam roll and stretch yeah. like as part of the training session if they're not putting it, if it's not on as high on their priority list as it is mine? I like that. It's like, yeah, you can get in here early and foam roll and stretch, but... Amen. I mean, the hour that you're in the weight room, we're going to lift. And once you realize that it's a priority for you to make sure you get your sleep, then we can worry about recovery. If you're getting your eight-hour sleep every single night and you're eating extremely healthy, you're not going to McDonald's every other meal, then then we can discuss about taking some time off the lift and yeah. uh, recovering. But until that happens, nope. And that's kind of my same thought process on like testing. Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell should I waste a day to test and see how strong you are when – we could do a training that day, and I could see, oh, hey, you added 10 pounds to what you did last week. Okay, you're getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, that's kind of how I feel, too, about, like, brand new people coming in. Yeah, we're – okay, I've never seen you squat before, but we're going to – if you're a guy, we're going to potentially put four to 500 pounds on your back and see if you can do it. No. I'm, I'm, yep, I don't feel I too agree. good. How about we get two weeks at least – to at least so I can see and then kind of gauge where you're going to be at and not put you in a dangerous situation. Yeah. So, How did you athletes respond to that education? You explained that to them. Uh, I just started telling them that last week. Uh, because, <laughs> so I don't know um, what their feedback is yet. <laughs> the thoughts, I probably should have been doing it the entire year and a half that I'm here, but for some reason I haven't. Call me a terrible coach. That's fine. It's probably accurate. You're a terrible coach. Thanks, Lance. No, I'm Nicest kidding. thing you've I'm ever kidding. said to I'm me. I'm kidding. You're welcome. Uh, but I just – I didn't think about it. And then there's one day – last Tuesday we were benching and it's like walking around, watching people on their last set. And we were doing like three sets of eight and people, girls were getting like four reps. And I'm like, oh, shit. And like started looking at my card. And I'm like, okay, am I doing something wrong? I'm like, all right, let's see if they're sleeping. Like 
one girl or like there's like out of 40 in the weight room probably like 12 raised their hand and said they got eight hours Oof. of sleep the night before heard a couple of them rough shit you yeah got 12 well a couple of them were like yeah i only got about four and i'm like what what are you doing like yeah what are you doing at 2 a.m. when you got to be at practice at 6 a.m.? You know what we need to do? We need to do an episode, uh, and we'll like call it uh, what every strength coach wants to tell their athletes but can't because they have to censor what they say. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be poster boy for that one. Hold on. Let me, let me get past the GA spot first, like, and then like we can go yeah. back the whole day. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that one. And then, like – to piggyback off of, especially with Lance with Team Builder, like Team Builder has been huge uh, help because now I like I can see how many hours of sleep they're getting, especially having two practice sessions a day, plus lift two to three times a week, and they'll have one day of conditioning with me. The girl, I think the team average was somewhere around four to five hours. Holy shit! What are you doing like a and, one of the questionnaires on Team Builder? Yeah, yeah, they like they have a sleep questionnaire, right. meals, hydration, yeah. soreness, and then we track body weight every day, or uh, at least we pet five days a week. Dude, I can't even get so we have ninety nine guys on the football team. I had a total of twenty two of them that filled out f- at least fifty percent of their workout on Team Builder. Everybody else didn't do a damn thing. It's just a pain in my ass. I'm like guys, you realize it's there to help you, so that way next time you need to. Go hit back squat again. You know what you did last week? And they're like, oh, I didn't realize that's oh, what that I was had for. I'm like, yeah, because I didn't explain it to you like 10 times. Day. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I didn't know the red button was a video. Yeah, right? You got done explaining it. You explained it to somebody at least two or three times and demoed it, and you're just tired of demoing it and explaining it to them. It's like, go ask, go ask one of your teammates. Now, I will, like, I will say my teams have figured out it's a video, but then they got all like – not not pissy, but they're just like, well, why is it just random people? Why aren't we on there? I'm like, well, God, Lord, like, give me time. I got to go around and record everybody. Like, I'm the only dude trying to watch everybody do stuff. I can't record you and watch everything else that's going on in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you, and making that time, um, it's actually one of the things I'm going to be talking about with some of the some leadership uh, key members of some of the teams that have it. Like, hey, look, can we spend, like, 15 minutes before lift or like 10, 15 minutes after lift to make the videos just so like you guys are on it. It showcases you, especially being in a GA spot where I'm, I'm not going to be here next year. Yeah. Like let's, and putting me on there is just going to hurt that coach's credibility. So why don't we just have you guys on there, have your team accounts and just put it up there. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's nothing new from you, huh? Not re- just trying to simplify everything yeah. and just what I was talking about, which We'll handle it Monday. Luckily, we got a bye week this week and then fall break next. So, the girls almost have two weeks off in a row. Like, almost technically three. Yeah. Like, they'll have, like, two full deload weeks and then one work week building up to uh, plan our, our alma mater at Westchester. Okay. I know uh, new stuff for me, one that I'm really excited about, comes springtime with uh, my men's lacs and I keep using men's lacs because they're like one of the best teams that we have that like actually like hold each other accountable, that sort of thing. Um, not that the other teams are bad, but it's just kind of been ingrained in them a lot more. But uh, doing with like the upperclassmen who 
are constant starters and playing, getting a lot of playing time, I'm actually going to give them options of what exercises they do. So instead of being like, you know, hey, and I actually stole this from another guy, but instead of being like, hey, you have to box squat, they'd be like, no, you can box squat, split squat, you can deadlift if you want, whatever. Because by now, they've been in this for four years, they hopefully know what they feel good doing and what they don't feel yes. good doing, right? Um, so that's, that's kind of the thought behind that uh, and get a little bit more buy-in. And then also I'm going to try to throw in some more like uh, non, non-sport related but game-based conditioning. So like maybe we'll do like uh, a two-hand touch like rugby session or maybe we'll throw out a soccer ball out there and do some kind of like conditioning for them that's not involved with like their actual sport. Just to mix it up, give them like a fun day, you know. They'll like that. They'll get some work out of it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Especially because we have a lot of Canadians. Yeah, that so. sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, hey, I say that every single time. Uh, what was it? We did. Uh, we initiated Freedom Friday for the first yes. time two weeks ago. Um, and I told him, like, you it's know, hey, guys. Back. I was like, hey, wear tank tops and preferably American-themed stuff. And I look at all the Canadians like, or you can wear anti-Canada <laughs> stuff. Either one's cool with me. But I don't want to see anything else in between. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple Canadians on the rowing team, and she's converting. She has USA socks, and she wears them all the time. And every time she wears them, I make a comment. And if she wears anything Canadian, I'm like, those are the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Nice. She knows I'm messing with her, so she doesn't get offensive about calling something ugly. So, Yeah. Well, I have, I have one of my Canadian lacrosse guys. He came in. It wasn't sleeveless, but it was still a dope shirt. It had this, like, angry, pissed-off beaver with two lacrosse sticks, like, crossing each other. And then underneath was this super pissed-off Canada goose. And then, like, the Canadian flag behind him, like, that, okay. You can wear that. You can wear that, but you have to go find one that has the exact same thing, but an extremely pissed-off-looking bald eagle. Ooh, America. Yeah, Yeah, we had a dude wear a uh, Bob Ross cutoff the other day. That was a lot of fun. His was pretty cool. sweet. Uh, You guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? We lost in triple overtime last night. Oh fuck, man, that's rough. Oh damn. Yeah, we beat uh, we beat Malone. The women's volleyball team beat Malone. In a hell of a thriller. Since you're since you're mentioning your guys, I'll, I'll throw out a little plug for the ladies there. Gary's team is mutinying against them. That's the biggest takeaway from this uh, podcast. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> But it's crazy, too, to think that it's like the players and not the coaches. Yeah. Usually they'd come from the sports coach and be like, oh, it's all his fault. He's screwing us over. And it's like, nah, <laughs> nope, it's the athletes. Nah, it's, it's, from, it's the athletes. It, it's completely the athletes. And I don't know. It's kind of, It's been a, a battle since last year with the athletes. It's what happens when you move a club team directly up to NCAA. I don't, I don't think any Lance down the picture anymore. That's good. Uh, Why'd you say that? (laughs) There we go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm going to edit that shit out, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) I just like making more work for you, Lance. That's all. I appreciate that. Uh, It was was distracting me, honestly. But, like, I don't know. Like, the, the, uh, it's, it's so hit and miss with, with the team, and it's so young and, and new. Is it, are they hands down 100% better than they were last year? Yes. Um, do I try and be consistent and like, hey, look, it's, it gets irritating when your coach wants you there 15 minutes before lift 
or before before warm up before your skills practice and you're rolling up five minutes before then you go to the bathroom and I like I think you're there I look around you're not there then you can just kind of like walk in like nothing's going on yeah. and you gotta like stop the whole thing it's like while that's small and we're still heading shoulders above last year it's still like just everybody else was here yeah like why don't yeah, well, you couldn't have came there, another but, three minutes earlier and took a pee then? I mean. I, I, I don't know what they do in the bathroom. They tell me. I don't want to know. They're, I don't they're just know. way too open. They're too way too open with me about it. And I, I only know why this is getting recorded right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. more editing work for Lane. No, yeah. see, the more, okay. we, the more we say random things, I'm just going to leave it in to add some flavor to the episode, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying my best not to sound too stupid. <laughs> well, we're, we'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> some, some nice editing we should go on. Yeah, we'll try to we'll try to get your voice to sound more like a man's instead of uh, this high pitched thing that's coming through my end. Uh, <laughs> hey, do whatever you can, Lance. I'll need all the help. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, gentlemen, definitely want to thank you um, for being on. To any of the listeners out there, if there are any listeners, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, if you guys have any ideas for uh, episodes, if you have uh, any kind of corrections for some of the stuff that we've said or made up and you think that's a bunch of bullshit and you want to call us out on it, please feel free to send an email to L-A-N-C-E-R-L-O-U-T-H at gmail.com and we will respond with our typical company answer. No, but seriously, send, send in any uh, email, stuff like that. Reach out if you guys have any cool ideas that you think would be cool to talk about. We're, we're breaking boundaries here. Breaking boundaries, guys. We're, uh, what's that, what's that word? Um, not groundbreakers, but you know, we're ahead of our time. Or we're behind the time because we're like the 900th strength and conditioning uh, podcast. I would say there's, yeah, there's only a handful of other podcasts out there. But otherwise, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, cool. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, it's been an honor. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Next time, gentlemen. Till next time.